Hello, and welcome to the Legal Community Podcast. I'm Lisa Rozier, joined by Dave Zampano and Guy Riemann. Episode 27, I think, gentlemen. It's, it's wow. Been good. How did that happen? Talk a lot. Five. I mean, that's, that's literally seven or eight months, Lisa. Yes, yes, it's been fun. Today's topic is understanding the importance of technology and the tools within them to use within your place of business. Guy, I was thinking you could talk about your perspective when we were running your businesses. And of course, Dave, being in the trenches with your law firm and also working with lawyers across the country about the technologies that can be integrated into the law firms. It would be a nice topic of conversation because attorneys sometimes fight technology. Would that be a fair statement, Dave? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, again, I I think it depends what generation of attorney, right? So I think there's the millennial attorneys don't fight it, but they're not far enough along in the entrepreneurial world. They have impact, right? They're, They're the up and coming. They're not the ones leading the company. So when you start thinking about the law firm, the people running law firms, they're probably more in the 40s to 50 year old genres which are not as user-friendly with technology. But, you know, I think it's funny, as I look back, so I'm in my 30th year of practice, believe it or not, holy mackerel. That's why the gray hair guy, right? There's that color. There's that color. We got to bring it up in every episode. But, well, (laughs) they can't see us, so we got to remind them. That's how we get wisdom, right? Because we have gray hair, of course. No no one needs to know I grade in my 20s. On that basis, I think we should be the wisest men in the world, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. You know, as I look back about the difference, and I've talked about this before, life changed significantly when I read the book, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. Anyone who's read it is probably smiling right now, but I want to challenge anyone who's read it and I want to ask, how many of you have lived it? We read all these books and we love the concepts, but do we apply them in real life? And I think for me, the E-Myth was a turning point where I then From the moment of reading that book in 1999, I think it was, I began systematizing everything. I remember weekly, monthly, quarterly, having goals in my office say, okay, we need to systematize how we answer the phone. You know, what are we saying to people? What are the issues that we need to be asking? Then we systematize the next thing and the next thing. And that, you know, after doing it for 30 years, now now we have systems to create systems and things like that. So what, what is a systems? Well, let's add technology into it, right? So I think about when I first built my systems, we were using a platform called Goldmine. Uh, many people who've been around I remember, a while. I remember Goldmine. So, and then I remember this thing uh, called Time Matters came out. It was, you know, the next wave. And so we built all of our systems in Time Matters. And then Time Matters was still desktop and so I then got, in 2013, rebuilt all my systems for the third time in ActionStep, which is a cloud-based practice management system. There's other ones, the Clio, the MyCase, the, you know, the, the Leap Legal, all these different technologies out there are meant to make law firm life easier. The challenge is, as lawyers, it's overwhelming. Which one should I use? I'm on this tech group, and I have a Facebook tech group, lawyer tech group I'm on, and it's amazing the simple question. Who's used something for online accounting? Who's used it for you know managing your clients? And they all work, right? They all they all have their different shtick. The question is, what do we want? What what are we looking for when we're building, when we're looking at efficiencies? And I think I'd like to center around this whole thing around efficiencies. How do we make ourselves more efficient? And I think the first step is 
understanding that there's a process. And a system to me is a series of processes. And I've always defined it this way. A process is a series of steps to accomplish something. The system is how you get from each step of the process to the next, what data you're collecting and what you're reporting and tracking. So the process is step one, step two, step three, step four, get you to the finish line. The, the system is how do we get from the first step to the second step, to the third step, to the fourth step, what, what information. So as you think about it that way, the process is always, okay, what happens first, second, third, fourth? The system is how do we make this as easy as possible and duplicate it, right? The pie maker, right? And the demon. And that's where I think the power is that technology now, and Guy, I'd love to hear your perspective on technology, the technology ability to apply these simple concepts have made it easy. And again, we have to, for, I have to step all the others because you could, so it was the easiest, you didn't need programmers to develop a new system or process. It was a platform that was simple enough to create it. So Guy, what's your experience? What are the key things when looking at technology to simplify a practice? So I think there, there are two distinct areas. One is the external systems that sell your product. And we've talked about those extensively, so I won't focus on those, but we're talking about digitizing legal services so that most of the effort is self-serve from the consumer side. So therefore, you don't have to get involved and you can concentrate on the more complex stuff. You delegated the simple stuff to technology and you can concentrate on doing that stuff. But we kind of covered that in on the previous podcast. So what I'm going to talk about, I think, is what you've kind of picked up on, Dave, which is some of the internal systems that you use to, to run any business. And, and, and that's the angle I'm going to come at it from, because I think a lot of sectors have already gone through this extensively. And I think the legal sector is probably a little bit behind, certainly on the digitizing their, their practices, both from an outward point of view and an inward perspective. But the reality is for, for any business, there are a plethora, and, th and therein lies the difficulty, right? There are a plethora of options as to what they can use. So let's just take email. You know, you can go for one of the big ones. You could go for Gmail, the Google Mail kind of commercial system. You can go for the Microsoft stuff, which a lot of people do, even though, you know, it might not be necessarily the best nowadays. And then there's a load of open source type offerings for email that companies will will try and sell you and say that, you know, as you go into your point, Dave, that they've all got their own major kind of features that they focus on as to why they're better than the rest kind of thing. So, you know, the difficulty with all these types of systems is picking one, but you can bring people in to do that and help you, or you can do your own research. It's relatively easy. And the good thing is, though, with these services, so that's the negative. It's just hard because there's so many of them. And that extends to accounting systems, that extends to HR systems, that extends to project management systems. There's lots, there's hundreds of each of those types of major system types that you could operate your business on, you could run your business on. But the good thing is that these things are, on the whole, you pay per month to use them. And on the whole, if you go, do you know what? Something else has come along that's better. They've invested more money. It does more stuff. It's better for me. I'm going to move. It's relatively easy to move from one of the system you're using at the moment, export that data, import it into the new systems. These new systems come along, have great import tools because that's how they win the business. So you're no longer now wedded to a system for 
a decade. You have to start over every time. Correct. And you're not paying stupid license fees over every five years or whatever. You know, it's monthly fees, they're reasonable fees. There's lots of competition out there. These things are getting better and better because it's software as a service, i.e. these things operate in the cloud. You don't have to update your own computers. It's just done invisibly in the background and you get improved services on a weekly stroke monthly basis. That's another big kind of plus point in there. And these things, because they're getting better and better and making your practice more and more efficient. So from a cost point of view, from a competition point of view, from an ease of use point of view, these things are great. Now, one of the big considerations in my perspective is that what you're looking for are systems that integrate with each other. Dave, you made the point before that you don't want to be putting data into multiple systems. You know, they should all plug into each other. Most of the big systems will work with the other big systems. So you only have to put the data in once, which is a really important consideration as well. So there's loads of really, really good advantages to these systems. However, I do think that the most difficult thing is, is, is actually choosing one of them and, and going with it. The rest is easy after that, in my, my perspective. Lisa? I think just right off of that, Guy, the fact doing your research, right? You have to do your research, find out what's at your fingertips. And I learned this 20 years ago when I was in a meeting with a client and they said, you know, yeah, I might be the owner, but I'm not the final decision maker. I need, if we're talking about a piece of engineering equipment, well, my lead engineer needs to be in here. So going back to when you're doing your research, I highly recommend pull all the players in. You know what you want that to pull into that system, what data you're looking to harvest and capture and, and be able to report out, but get input from your team members. Also get input from the sales lead, from the HR lead, from the finance lead. Okay, if you could have anything, any type of rapport, what are your KPIs? What are your leading indicators? What can we do with the system that we're looking to to purchase that will make your job more efficient? So I, I just thought that that was an interesting point that we want to put up there too for when they're doing their research. Research is key. And like I say, you know, it, it depends on what way you want to go. If you're confident enough and you've got some knowledge on these things, then you can do your own research and make your own mind up. Uh, if you're not, then there's plenty of people or companies out there that will help you with that. And, and you know, they will advise you based on their knowledge of all the key players in their area of speciality. So I think there are people out there that, that can help you. I mean, ultimately, what you're looking for is that, you know, you want to really digitize your practice, make things super efficient and have everybody singing from the same song sheet. And that requires process and systems. The process you put together, you have your own you know, customer journey process, I'm sure, and your own complaint process and your own process for pretty much everything in the business. If you don't, you need to, written down process. And that kind of, you know, the systems kind of drive that process at various points. And the other thing that you said is there's a person always out there that can provide you some information. Well, Google's out there too, and YouTube videos. They can probably yeah. give you great information as well. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm, I'm listening to you guys. I'm sitting here going, boy, this seems really familiar. <laughs> you know, why does this seem really familiar? Well, again, many of you know, I'm here on the Lido Community Podcast, but I'm also the founder of Lawyers with Purpose. And it was really funny when we built Lawyers with Purpose. You know, I talked about the first time I built systems and processes and I had to put them in first in the gold mine and then the time management and action step. You know, one of the things we looked at was lawyers were confused. There's so much stuff. So you can also look for business models like we did at Lawyers with Purpose. We said, look, 
We want to be the one-stop shop for lawyers in the estate planning, elder law, and asset protection area. That they want it all. They got, they want the technology, they want the marketing, they want the operations, and they want the legal knowledge. And so there are places like what we have done. You know, I was always told by a great marketer who's riches and niches, right? Just really do something and do it really well. And that's what we've always done. And so that's message to lawyers listening that find organizations out there, lawyers with purpose being one of them, but I'm sure there's others that do all this for you, that that break this all down, that that have that diversification because guy, I'm telling you, I mean, how many times did I talk to you when I first learned the term API? Well, do they have any open API? What the hell is an API, right? So, <laughs> but again, that's that's where all these technologies talk to each other, right? And yeah, I'm glad you guys are laughing, but there's some lawyers listening. Like, yeah, I know. That's what they do. They have open API. What the hell does that mean? Well, again, either you're going to learn it yourself and figure it out, or you go to the people who have done it and put it together for you. And and so that's another thing to look for too out there that to look and say, what what are the opportunities that these organizations you belong to? How, how diversified are they in supporting you in all these different areas? Yeah, and Dave, I just I, I got to take a pause in the serious conversation for our listener. Dave is in sunny Florida, and that noise in the background. <laughs> I know, oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. No. Well, did I, I thought I thought for a second Dave was in the middle of an Alfred Alfred Hitchcock film. Then for a second, I thought he was going to be attacked by. I forgot about that. Yeah, because at home it's like negative uh, five, and it's uh. Yeah, I just I warm here today. The birds are chirping and saying, and it's, you know, yeah. So yeah, well, then, there we go. Where are our listeners are, and let's give them a little bit of sunshine through the call today. Oh man. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, Guy, your thoughts about that with the, you know, the idea of these more focused associations that might maybe accommodate multi-facets of supporting lawyers as they, you know, reach out into new areas or trying to figure out their technology? Yeah, I think with, with again, just going back to any business, with any business, you want to make something as simple as possible. And if there is a company out there that can help you do that, then you absolutely should do that. So, you know, if there is a company out there that can supply you with the process and the correct documentation so that you can then add a service to your repertoire, why not? Because it would probably take you an inordinate amount of time to build something like that and maintain it. And it would probably be impractical for you to do that. So, you know, any any of these organizations like Lawyers with Purpose that provide services that provide you with the process, provide you with the, the documents you need, and the, you know, there's a, it's a digital kind of flow, then absolutely, because it allows you to extend into areas that you would not be able to extend into normally. So Lisa, you, you've been around me for a while, and it's funny, Guy, because talking about the digital platform systems, I put systems into the cloud in 2013. That's now nine years ago. Then over time, we built the marketing components, we built the the documents, right? The legal document components, the systems, the processes. And then what happens is then you start, the evolution of our company was we just kept adding divisions and say, okay, how do we help these lawyers kept saying, yeah, but this is great for this, but what about this? And we'd say, okay, well, then we would say, okay, and what about this? So so over time, and I think that maybe has been to our advantage a little bit is because we've been doing it so long is that over time, we've built the support for each of those areas so that it could become more of a one-stop shop. Try and find as many one-stop shops as you can that incorporate those things. Because I find that otherwise they tend to butt heads, you know, when you start to try and if there's overlap, 
the one company's trying to steal that little bit of it from the other company. And so the least overlap you have, the better. There's two areas that you need to look at in your business to digitize and make more efficient. That's your external facing. So your website and the platforms you use to provide services, if that's what you do. And then there's the internal stuff that makes your makes you more efficient, makes your colleagues more efficient, hopefully keeps your labor costs down. And there are so many great tools out there now. We're, we, we are you know, literally in a world of abundance from a tech point of view, I think, at the moment. And you know, if you're not using those types of systems and processes in a way that, that you could do, then you're definitely missing out. So you'll become way more efficient internally and externally. You'll make way more money if you adopt these systems. And the hardest thing is just choosing which ones to adopt. And there's various ways. As Lisa says, go online, have a look at YouTube, have a look on Google, read reviews about these systems, what they do, how good they are, and give it a go. And what's the worst case that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is that it wasn't quite what you thought, and you can move very quickly, very cheaply, unlike the old days, onto these new systems and use them instead. Yep. And final thought for me is just as you're going through this whole entire process for the technology of the internal standpoint, data in, making sure that everybody is using the tools at their fingertips and putting that data in properly. That's step one of a successful process. (laughs) I'm going to say my final thing here is we're talking to lawyers and lawyers. I read an article once that lawyers are in the top 2% intellectually of people in America, right? And I'm thinking many lawyers I meet are really smart. And they try to figure this out on their own. And the biggest piece of advice I can give is don't. It's just stay in the law, stay in the area you know, get a great tech person. I mean, Lisa, you're a marketing person. I last time to what, 10, 11 years ago. You find somebody, goes back to that who, not how, that understands what they're doing. And then you trust them and you let them guide you. And that's what it is. You need a good relationship that you trust in technology and, and invest in that upfront because if you don't, you're going to be redoing it two or three times before you figure it out. And that, I think a little more work up front saves a lot more work down the path. Absolutely. Great conversation as always, Guy and Dave. And for our listeners out there, you can get extra episodes or listen to all of our episodes at guider.legal.